Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast. My name is Jared, and joining me as always is Linda. Hello, everyone. Hello. I love, I still love how you copied me anyway. Um, uh, we got a pretty good show for you today. Got an update on a few different things. Um, I guess not really a few different, well, okay, kind of a few different things. So we've got an update um, about uh, the Northmen that is going to be the third feature film from director Robert Eggers, who previously has done The Witch and also uh, The Lighthouse, which we both really liked. Um, and then we also have an update on Jeanette McCurdy's position on the new iCarly reboot, or should we say rather the non-position. And then we're also going to talk about um, what is going on with HBO Max on Roku, because I know that we're all super excited about what's actually happening with that. And if you're going to be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas. So um, if you have a Roku TV, uh, you better stick around to find out um, what's going on with HBO Max there. Otherwise, how is life, Linda? Oh, you know, it it's life. Woo. <laughs> it's been a week. That yeah, no, it's it's been a week. It's been great. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a week before Christmas. So, you know, uh, it's usually chaos, nothing but chaos the week before Christmas. So I feel that I'm finishing up presents. I ordered you and Lane something. Um, and then I haven't gotten the couple's gift yet, but I am on my way to doing that as well. And the only other gift I haven't really gotten yet is, um, my stepmom's gift, but I don't know what I'm going to see her. So I figured it wasn't too big of an issue that I didn't get anything quite yet. I mean, you're one step ahead of me, so <laughs> <laughs> haven't done anything. I I have I've gotten I want to say like half the gifts that I need for everyone. I got Lane a gift, but I'm planning on getting him like another gift because we're doing like a small like exchange with a couple of our friends on Saturday. So I got him a gift for that which ties into a gift one of our friends is giving him. So it was like a whole gift connection organization thing. But I'm planning on (laughs) getting him something else for like actual Christmas time, mostly because he's getting me a gift at Christmas time. So I was like, damn it, Lane. (laughs) I gotta get you some do then. Yeah. So Yeah, I I always feel weird when like I like someone's getting me a gift and it's like, I haven't gotten them a gift. And also I don't really like, not that I don't want to give someone a gift, but it's like, um, you know, like you have to match people. Right. So <laughs> Lorenzi is getting me a shit ton of presents. They're all wrapped under the tree right Aww. now, actually. And as I see them wrapped under the tree, I'm like, shit, now I have to match. Like I have to match that energy. And it's so hard to match that energy when someone just goes all out. And she does. She does. She did um, um, a 23, like she did a 23 themed gift session for my birthday where she got me 23 gifts and had them like sprinkled all throughout the house. 
and in like stinking cute i know in like different boxes that was you know it was like one through 23 and then each one was a different gift and there were like oatmeal cookies and like a bunch of different like little stuff i don't know it was it was amazing and (laughs) i feel so bad that i can't match that energy ever see i always like i i don't really go like all out when it comes to gifts but i my goal is to always make someone cry when I give them a gift. Mm. So I always do like either like one or two gifts. And I always try to like top people. I'm that asshole at Christmas. It's like, mm, I'm going to get you a gift that's even better. Because I always just try to make people cry, you know, just because I just want to watch the world burn, but in a good way. <laughs> and so I, I, I got, I try to get at least two gifts for everyone. Um, most of them, thanks to my aunt Patty, she, she has like one of those like cricket things. So she loves like making shirts, hats, sweaters, everything. Like I've gotten a couple of my new horror shirts from her because like I got this like really sick glow in the dark ghost face t-shirt from her. She's amazing. She's awesome. So I got a hat and a shirt for a couple of my friends. Plus like something else that I got them because my Aunt Patty, bless her heart, doesn't charge me, though she really should with the kind of stuff that she makes. So I try to get them, like, one more thing. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think people will like it. And, I mean, I, I like wrapping gifts, and I think it's very fun. And, yeah, I mean, yay, Christmas. Yay, Christmas. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Um, well, I don't have finals this time, so that's kind of a nice feeling. Hey, there you go. Does Is your body, like, kind of, like, in a panic, though? Like, you should be, like, worrying about something, but now, like, for once you don't? No. And no. I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, I have way less stress, believe me. Believe you me that I have way less stress. However, um, I am working one full-time job a part-time job and then my other part-time job, which is this. So, um, no, I'm pretty occupied. (laughs) So I don't really ever have, usually I have Sundays. So, and, and we'll get to, okay, well, actually this is a great segue. Thank you, Linda. Um, so, um, on Sundays I will be, uh, streaming, um, I'm going to call, call the, the stream Sunday fun day. Cause why not? But anyway, I'll be streaming um, various things. Uh, right now, I'm streaming Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and I'll be doing that two times a week, hopefully, if I can. But no, normally Sundays are my day off. And that's like the one day that other than the stream, I don't do anything. Like I don't do any chores. I don't do, I don't try and schedule anything for Sundays. Like I, I want to leave Sundays and Saturday nights for that matter, completely open Um, so I like cram throughout the week. I'm like doing reviews, writing articles, um, doing podcast stuff. Like I'm doing, um, the year end list of short films for morbidly beautiful and for horror shorts. So I've got to write that. I just got another review submission that I've got to do. Um, but since we're at the end of the week, I won't do any of that stuff until the beginning of next week. Uh, just cause I like to like leave the weekends, um, kind of alone because Fridays yeah. I work 15 hours. Um, there, there's two days during the week that I work 15 hours straight. And I mean, technically Thursdays too, with the podcast, with editing and recording and all of that. And usually, but I don't even count that cause I'm at home and I'm not really doing anything, but yeah, no, I, uh, 
No, I, I don't. I don't feel that because uh, I am, <laughs> I am busy all the time. Well, lucky you. There you go. You, you've got you've got a schedule for your life, for your for your mind. You you you've got everything you know set up the way that it should be set up. So then, when it's time for you to just kind of kick back and relax for the moment, you you're you're good. Yeah, that's why I set it up that way. I figured it was. <laughs> To give myself, you know, Saturday night and Sunday to not do anything. Exactly. And then when um, bars start opening back up and I can actually go out and do things again in a few months here, I am going to be really happy that I have Saturday night off and Sunday. Because uh, believe you me, when uh, those bars open up, I am going to be shit-faced. Uh, because I have not been to the bar in so long. And I'm not an alcoholic, by the way. I don't. I don't drink at home. I don't. You know, I don't partake in any of that typically, although um, my streams on Thursday night. So tonight are Thursday, Thursday. So I will be having a drink, but I don't binge drink or anything when I'm at home. So, uh, you know, when I when I finally get to go out, I am going to go all in. See, and yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a casual drinker. I I kind of just go off when I drink and I always like try to like not drink if I have to work the next day. Because, you know, let's let's face it, drinking and then going to work the next day, you don't feel good. I've yeah. tried it once. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just, I'm not someone that can casually drink. I'm not really big on alcohol. I only do it from like hanging out with friends and I don't have to work or do anything the next day. And I can just kind of not have to worry about any of that. And I can just relax and, you know, have a couple drinks. But it's really hard when you're not really big into alcohol in the first place so you're super picky about what you're drinking anyways like yeah. i don't i don't drink beer beer is disgusting it tastes like what is it carbonated pee <laughs> it's so gross i hate beer and so i always have to find like cheap cocktails the only wine i drink is serena red wine oh my god it tastes so good but i mean <laughs> that's like 15 dollars a bottle so i mean I'm not really surprised I'm not a huge drinker when alcohol isn't really all that appetizing for me anyways. Yeah, no, see, and I I have the opposite reaction to beer. So, I mean, it did take me a long time to get to the point where I felt comfortable, like not even felt comfortable drinking beer, but just like before I got to the point where I was like, yeah, let me have a beer. But um, that's not what I'll be drinking tonight. I'll be drinking, I think I'm going to mix... some juice that I have, and I'm going to mix some wine and some gin. So it's like a, it's a, it's a mixed drink. It's a cocktail, let's be honest. But um, <laughs> I think that's what I'll be, then the, that's what's on the menu tonight for my cyberpunk stream. But I don't drink casually, typically. And um, other than Thursdays now, I think Thursdays are going to be the only night where I'm actually drinking. Um, otherwise, yeah, no, I, I save it for social interaction and for yeah. going out. And Linda... Linda, you've seen me when I'm in a social setting, <laughs> and I you've am, seen me. <laughs> and it's uh, always a good time. Oh my god! I don't even think they know about that New Year's incident with us. <laughs> oh my god! When I try to open the door for Milo, oh. when I start quoting characters from Big Mouth. Oh, oh my god! Do you remember that? Hmm. It was like New Year's, like. Two years ago, I want to say two years ago. Two years ago, I'm trying to think. Yeah. 
We were all you hanging were? out at your place with like Riley and Cleo. Huh. Oh my God. How bad was it that you don't even remember? <laughs> oh my God. You guys, it was so bad. Uh, apparently, I think I sound like Lola from Big Mouth. And I tried to open a door for Milo to let him out, and it was locked. And I think I like yanked it so hard I fell on the floor. So you fell on the floor with me, laughing so hard. Oh, you remember wow. that? No. Oh my god, it was so bad. Hmm. Yeah, I was. I was trying to recall that whole time what that situation was, and I, I just, I, I don't. Yeah, it was. It was not good that that's yeah no it was just not good so yeah no i'm not a big drinker i i used to be a pretty big vodka person but i'm not allowed to drink vodka anymore hmm that's uh see that's that's tequila i think it's tequila for most people yeah lane said i wasn't allowed to drink vodka anymore Oh, sad day. Well, just for that, I'm going to get you a bottle of vodka for uh, for Christmas as well. And then uh, he, he can't say no. Exactly. Like, it was a gift from Jared. It'd be rude if I didn't go all out on it and then puke all over you again. <laughs> and with that, we are going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to move on to our stories for the day. So enjoy this brief ad and we will be right back. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Zach Scharf of IndieWire writes, Robert Eggers wraps production on star-studded Viking epic The Northman. Robert Eggers has wrapped production on The Northmen earlier this week. The epic Viking drama is Eggers' third directorial feature following acclaimed indie hits The Witch and The Lighthouse. Matt Patches of Polygon writes, Alien series headed to FX and Hulu from Fargo creator Noah Hawley. Last Thursday, FX chairman... John Landgraf announced during Disney's regularly scheduled investor call that the network is developing a new Alien series from FX on Hulu. Noah Hawley, the writer and producer known for his work on Fargo and Legion, will helm the untitled Alien series. Ridley Scott, who directed the first Alien film and sequels Prometheus and Alien Covenant, is said to be in talks to executive produce. The show, additionally, will be the first Alien story set on Earth. Ryan Jaweski 
of E! News writes, Jeanette McCurdy posts about new project after absence from iCarly revival announcement. Fans of Teen TV have been aflutter after it was announced on Wednesday, December 9th that iCarly is returning with a revival on streaming services Paramount+. McCurdy has yet to comment publicly on the revival or whether she might still appear on it down the road, but she took to her Instagram story shortly after announcement was made to update her fans on her podcast, Empty Inside. Quote, also a big few thank yous to everyone who helped out with season one of Empty Inside. You guys are amazing. And an extra special thank you to all the Empty Inside listeners. Season two coming soon. The 28-year-old performer ended the message with a smiley face. Joan Solzman of CNET writes, Roku and HBO Max finally strike deal. Yes, you'll be able to stream Wonder Woman 1984. Roku and HBO Max have reached a deal for Roku's popular lineup of streaming devices to support HBO Max's app, a breakthrough in their months-long standoff that will give millions of people the option to easily stream movies like Wonder Woman 1984, The Matrix 4, and Dune in the coming days and months. HBO Max became available on Roku starting Thursday, making the service available a little more than one week before the Wonder Woman sequel is set to stream at no extra cost to Max subscribers the same day it hits the big screen. For Roku users who already subscribe to the regular HBO app, that app is automatically updating to HBO Max. For those who need to know how to add HBO Max to their home screens, simply search on Roku devices HBO Max. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright, Linda, so I know there was something specifically that you wanted to talk about and uh, it's a story that we've been covering now for the past two weeks um and it has to do about iCarly so I'll let you take that story away oh yes I am your girl for all content regarding iCarly Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so if you guys remember from last week we were talking about the iCarly reboot that is coming to Paramount Plus and the project had already attached Miranda Cosgrove, Nathan Cress, and Jerry Trainer, and I had expressed my concern for Jeanette McCurdy not returning. And just a few days ago, Entertainment News had actually released an article stating that Jeanette McCurdy is actually busy with another project. So unfortunately, as sad as it'll be, she will not be joining the iCarly reboot. Uh, It looks like she is working on her TV show, Empty Inside. 
So she's pretty busy with that. So she's not going to be able to make it back. But now that she, now that Jeanette McCurdy is for sure not coming back, I'm wondering about Gibby. Yeah, that's still up in the air. I don't, I tried to do some digging. I couldn't find anything. It seems like no one cares about Gibby, which is kind of strange because that was the whole point of the show. And it's like, okay, but like, where's Gibby though? (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, if they can't get Jeanette McCurdy, like, what is Noah Monk doing with his life? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he'd have time to come back for an iCarly reboot. Uh, I also feel like that would happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you can't get Jeanette McCurdy, try to get Gibby back. I mean, it looks like the most recent thing he's done is someone named Naked Rob on the Goldbergs. Which yeah. I feel like is basically just Gibby for the Goldbergs, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm not here to judge. I'm just, I'm just wondering if Gibby's gonna come back. Because honestly, is there even a point if neither Gibby nor Sam are gonna be on the show? I think like, there's a point still, like, because you've got to take into consideration with that that there are a lot of people who now get to experience iCarly like from a new perspective like a lot of new fans right i think that's what they're kind of going for they're trying to capitalize both on the nostalgia of the original iCarly, but also bringing um some new fans in and i think that they understand that no matter what happens as long as they have miranda cosgrove jerry trainer and nathan kress back um there's going to be a sizable portion of the original fans who return just to see what it's all about um and in doing that and and getting those original fans back they're also going to get more fans so to be honest i don't really think they care um i mean jeanette mccurdy already you know exited the show at one point and it went on without her just fine i mean obviously people were happy when she returned but um i think they're kind of taking that same approach this time Uh, i mean i guess the question is yeah it's a new perspective but is it gonna be a good perspective yeah are you um, sure are you sure <laughs> about determined. that <laughs> to i be, mean it's, it's to gonna be, be like fuller house though like yeah you have the nostalgia of it but like they kind of all the best people in my opinion were very short-lived on that show mm-hmm. so i like, would agree with that assessment um and I think though, I I don't think that they care. I don't think it'll last long, right? I don't think that this iCarly revival will last too long, maybe a season or two. And really, if they just came back and did like a special season, I think that would be enough to suffice, to be honest. Um, it, I guess it depends on how popular it gets, but I kind of think we're only going to get a couple of seasons at most out of this show. So, Kind of like um, a mini series type thing. Just yeah. Kinda- shows you what what's been going on with them since then and then just after that just kind of let it be dips out Mm -hmm. i do think that that's the route that they're gonna take um so we'll see and uh regardless i know that both of us will probably be watching it so i guess look forward to a review on that (laughs) maybe we we might watch it (laughs) the most random review episode ever i mean Um, you know we've done weirder (laughs) things on this show let's be we have we have um, well, another show was announced from 
Fargo creator Noah Hawley, and that is going to be an alien show that's going to premiere uh, for FX on Hulu. On um, and I don't know how I feel about this, and there's a good reason that I don't know how I feel about this. So, if you remember back when Neil Bloomkamp was going to reboot and go the Alien Five route and kind of retcon Alien Three on, um, they had talked about possibly setting it on Earth like setting the 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 plot of the movie I guess on earth which we haven't really seen in any of the canon alien movies obviously canon is excluding the alien versus predator versus movies predator. yeah um but we haven't really seen alien on earth except for blade runner if you're watching blade runner those universes are you know mildly connected i guess so you're getting to experience a little bit of earth but i want to know how far they're going to go into the i guess the world of earth in the alien universe and and are they going to tie it into blade runner who knows um i imagine if they if they do get ridley scott to come on as an executive producer the chances of them connecting um those two properties is exponentially higher than it would be if if ridley scott isn't involved um but yeah, Earth. I don't know how that's going to play out. And also, um, who knows what else is going on in this series? Because not much information has really been released. Yeah. I... Hmm. My biggest problem with this at the moment is the fact that it's going to take place on Earth. Because... The biggest charm that Alien has is that added claustrophobia from it taking place Mm. on a spaceship. And that's kind of like the biggest thing with the Alien movies is that they have that added claustrophobia to increase the tension of the overall movies. So without that I, I I don't I don't really I don't really know how that's gonna work out for for the Alien movies as a TV show. Honestly, it's something that I'm kind of concerned about, but, uh, and, and because I'm really not that familiar with Noah Hawley as a creator, like I have no idea, um, you know, I haven't watched Legion. I also haven't watched Fargo, so I have no idea. I know Fargo is really highly regarded as like one of the best like television properties, but like I personally can attest to that. And also, um, there really isn't much that he's done it it looks like um outside of television and you're taking a film franchise here and converting it into a tv series so i i don't know um (laughs) now am i excited that disney decided to actually go on making alien content now that they own the property yeah i mean of course like more alien alien material i love alien everyone knows this um but even i have concerns about this and i think I will continue to have concerns until we get either more plot information or a trailer that's just kick-ass. I think those are the two things that are going to make me, you know, I guess, believe in this project a little bit more than I do right now. I feel so bad for you right now. (laughs) (sighs) I I feel so bad for you because I feel like if it was me with a movie I loved as much as you love Alien, 
not knowing if I can even vouch for the person whose show is in their hands and having them like change such a big factor. Like I get it's, you know, as a plot, like it is a big thing that it takes place in a spaceship as opposed to on earth. Like if you've seen the movies, it's a pretty big factor that they have throughout all the movies and just not even knowing what they're going to do with it. It just, I feel like it's eating you inside like really bad. Um, well, I'll tell you this. Um, and this is going to be a hot take. I, oh feel better about it being in Noah Hawley's hands than I do about it being in Ridley Scott's hands. Oh, um, because wow. Ridley Scott should just really just take him, remove himself from the alien franchise, unless he's producing altogether. Um, I liked Prometheus enough, but alien covenant was just complete garbage in my oh, opinion. God. Yeah, no, I and, didn't like it either. And, um, and that's a shame because I really like the cast in Alien Covenant. You know, they they assembled a really solid cast, and and uh, and Ridley Scott just bungled that so bad, in my opinion. And so, no, I, I really don't want Ridley Scott to have any hand or any say in what's going on with the creative decisions. However, if he wants to throw his money behind the project, go ahead. <laughs> By all means, dude, you you go right ahead. Um, uh in fact give me some of that money and i'll make my own show how about that uh no but no i you know i just i guess it's because there's a lack of information right now which is why i'm like kind of struggling um to make any i guess any judgment on the quality of it right now i'm more so just concerned that they're doing something entirely new um with an entirely new creator to me anyway, uh, which, you know, that's scary, but it's also kind of exciting because it means fresh blood and that's usually a good thing. Yeah. I mean, like you said before, it'll be a new perspective and I, you know what, you know what, Jared, when you become rich and famous, I feel like the first big boy, like purchase you should make is just the rights to the alien franchise. I'll and take scream with me too. Oh my God. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like become friends with Ridley Scott only enough to where you can like convince him to give you money to make more alien movies. Mm. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> there we, go. we have a plan guys. Um. Yeah, so that's the alien news. The other news that we have, um, there's obviously you heard it in the news bit. There's a Mandalorian season two special making of episode, which is going to be really cool to watch. Um, I don't, I don't know. I like this season actually a lot more than I did the first. So I've been invested the entire way through, which is not something that happened in the first season. So I don't know that I'll be watching the making of special just because they're debuting it on Christmas, but it's there for anyone who wants to watch it. I I feel like for families that are big Star Wars fans, I feel like this would be a fun thing to watch, like after opening gifts and stuff. Yeah. Um, what is it about season two that you like more than season one? Um, it's more consistent, I th I think. Um I think it I think the show found its footing and I like the callbacks to season 1 even though I didn't really care for season 1 and honestly like it just feels much more consistent from episode to episode you know like we've just had some really good episodes and 
Um, not saying that season one didn't, but it's almost like they didn't quite know. It's like they wanted it to be, be like received a certain way, and it was, but it just came off as like a little fake to me. And this season feels much more authentic in its character development. It feels much more authentic in terms of the action and the actual production as well because the first season could be kind of barren sometimes right you have you're supposed to have this you know expansive star wars universe and i get they're going for a western but like it just felt empty almost and this season feels much more consistent about production quality okay so i think like after the first season like they kind of they kind of paved way for them to to get more of a budget for for better Definitely. special effects. So, I mean, I'm not considering how popular the Mandalorian got super fast. I'm not really surprised that they got more money to, to do more with the show. So, I mean, it's good that they're actually making good use of it. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, some like TV shows, you can tell like no matter how much money they're getting or how popular they get, the quality always seems to be the same. Mm, yeah, I get that. Um, how are you? Uh, perceiving this season comparative to how you felt after the first season was released? That's a lame question. He watches The Mandalorian. I I read news on The Mandalorian more than I actually watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't I, know. I, I even watched The Clone Wars, that cartoon on Cartoon Network, but I don't know. There's just something about The Mandalorian. I think it was just like how much people hyped up the whole baby Yoda thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like the more people hype up something, the less interested I end up being to actually watch it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Something that might be a little bit more um, approachable than for you is HBO Max finally getting its Roku release. Oh, Does that affect you at all? Do you have a Roku? We do have a Roku and we have HBO Max. And now you can pair them. So now you can finally get HBO Max on Roku, which is a big deal after months, several months since May, I think. So it's been about seven months of not having anything to do with HBO Max on Roku. I've had to go to my Xbox every time I go to watch something like they just released that um, special Euphoria episode, which kind of bridges the gap between season one and season two, which hasn't yet released. And <clears throat> and uh, I was really disappointed that they didn't have it together by the time I went to watch that episode. So I had to go to my Xbox, which isn't a big deal, by the way. I, I don't I don't want to say it's a big deal because I have multiple media devices and I have multiple ways of watching and accessing HBO Max. But for the normal, like average, like Roku TV user who just uses Roku to get all of their streaming channels, like if you had they had no way of getting HBO max and it was a huge market that they, that they missed out on. So as of the day that we're recording this, which is Thursday, the 17th, you're able to download HBO max on Roku and then stream all your favorite shows. So that's exciting. I mean, I love Roku TV. Roku TV is so freaking convenient. You guys, they have the little buttons on the remote if you want to go from app to app. If not, they have like the option on the TV. I oh, having a Roku is actually like 
so freaking amazing. Maybe that's it's like the adult ass. in us. Yeah. That's like, woo, a Roku TV. But seriously, like if you are someone that has like multiple streaming services like we do, Roku makes that so, so easy. And I absolutely love it. I would recommend it to anyone who's looking to get a new TV. Like get a freaking Roku. And they're super affordable too, really. They like, are. Mine was only like 250 bucks, and it's a really big like flat screen TV. Yeah, mine too. Um, I have two. I have one in my living room and then one in my bedroom. So I I would highly recommend it. And this turned into mm-hmm. a Roku ad. So if you want to sponsor us, Roku. Roku, <laughs> you do. can definitely sponsor us. We can talk you up all day. So obviously what happened here was they were fighting over like Roku essentially was like you you have too many apps like you've got to you've got to consolidate like there was HBO Go you had HBO Now then you had HBO Max and they Roku was like hey like really like you're going to confuse people like you should just update all the apps to HBO Max so now on Roku your HBO apps that you had prior are automatically going to update to HBO Max so you're going to get HBO Max and that's exciting but I think the main reason that HBO finally caved to Roku's demands was because Wonder Woman 1984 is literally releasing next Friday um, on HBO Max um, and in theaters, of course. But don't don't be that guy that goes to the theaters uh, um, right now, especially uh, especially if you're in Nebraska, where we're oh, just it's getting so crazy. bad in Nebraska, guys. Just stay home. Uh, yeah, just stay home. Watch watch Wonder Woman 1984 from the comfort of your own home on HBO Max on your brand new Roku TV that you got for Christmas. Like that's Thanks what you should be doing. Us. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting, and uh, I'm excited to. I haven't downloaded it yet, just because I went straight from work to podcast recording. But when I Same. get done with everything, I am going to download HBO Max on on both of my Rokus. Well, like, not only is Roku really good, but HBO Max is a really good streaming service to have. I'm still working my way through the first season of Euphoria, but Mm. they've got so, so many good options. It's, like, a huge refresh from, like, all the Netflix and Hulu stuff, because Netflix and Hulu feels much, much more restrained than HBO Max. I feel like you get a lot more bang for your buck with HBO Max. Yeah. And I know that they have like their own like exclusives and things like that, which is totally fine. I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm going to like go ahead and cancel my Netflix and Hulu just because I have HBO Max, but I just, I've, I personally feel like there's just like a lot more options and I'm sure that might change once I, once I like actually have it long enough. But for now, it's just, it's very nice just to have something different to watch. Yeah, I agree. And Euphoria is amazing too. And and that's a oh whole God. that's a whole podcast discussion <laughs> that I could have on Euphoria. Uh so I won't even go there. But uh what it, just real quick, what do you think about Euphoria so far? I'm surprised by how much I like it. Um usually with shows like that, I get either super uncomfortable or super depressed. Mm-hmm. But with this show, it it does make you a little depressed it does tend to make you a little uncomfortable but there's at least a a good balance to it like they they're doing that stuff on purpose Mm -hmm. just for like what's happening in the show like i don't want to spoil it for anyone because if you're late to the party like i am (laughs) but yeah no i 
it's actually really, really good. And so interesting seeing Zendaya in a role like that. And I, I've really liked seeing her, her acting range transform like that. I, I just, it's really good. And the characters are super interesting for being like perceived as super shallow. <laughs> Yeah, and yet they're still like so interesting and seeing like all the stuff that they do it, it really keeps you grasped after the first episode so i i am really into it yeah no it's great um yeah like you said it took i didn't i wasn't sure about it the first episode and then like i kind of was excited on sunday when it was you know um the second episode was releasing and i was like okay so i might like this and then the second episode did and i'm like okay like yeah that's good and then i tuned in for the third episode and that third episode hit me like a ton of bricks and after the third episode i was like i am all in like and i will not stop talking about this show um but it's one of those shows that kind of it it doesn't hit you right away but then it hits you and you're like oh okay like Um, i said i haven't finished it yet but so far my favorite character is probably cat mm. yeah she has a really interesting story arc i mean honestly all of them do so yeah, and hers uh, hers is like on a whole different level like she's just kind of off on her own at the moment and it's just so it's so freaking weird mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the way the show's put together too, like the editing and the 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 production value is there. Like yeah. the music, the you know labyrinth soundtrack, it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend like 25 minutes on Euphoria, and then you know everything else, and then I'll just title it Euphoria Season One Review. Um, no, it's okay, guys. Uh, we know our <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think that's it for the news. Then we kind of touched on everything. So. We're going to take a real quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of our favorite trailers from this past week. Not all of them, but some of them. And some of them are just absolutely insane, but in a good way. So we'll talk about that after the break. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theborrowreviews.com. If you like indie movies or blockbuster movies and anything in between, really, On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Burrow. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrowreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Better not be hating yourself and drink some damn water. That's a PSA. I started recording. I got that on. I got that on. I was going to say I got that on camera, but I didn't. No. I got that on podcast. He's drinking Dr. Thunder. Okay. I have um, every right to say what I said. Okay. It's yeah. Dr. Thunder. Who goes, mm, I'm thirsty. I'm super parched. Let me grab my Dr. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had the option to get. Um, Dr. Pepper for like, you know, 50 cents more, but I didn't because I didn't wow. want, 
Because I only had 46 cents, Linda. <laughs> Drink water, you poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't even be drinking you shouldn't even be drinking Dr. Pepper anyways. Dr. Pepper's kind of gross. Oh well. Bummer. I also had mountain mountain lightning <laughs> before that. <laughs> lightning not the doctor what is with all these like electrocution names for these knockoffs thunder lightning tornado yeah what the hell yeah i don't know i like it well i i will stick to my cherry pepsi not cherry maybe it's pepsi such (laughs) such high class from you thank you if I don't have cherry Pepsi, then I get Pepsi and I put a little grenadine in it. Because hmm. that's how you make ends meet. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Doctor Thunder, let's let's get on with this show. I'm, I, oh my god, the show must go on. Yeah. I agree with that, and it's going to go on. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the trailers that we watched. And now, so I'm going to do this a little different. Out of the three that we watched and the three that we're going to talk about briefly here, which one was your favorite? Probably nobody. Yeah? Yeah. Which is yeah. weird because I'm not a huge like action, like action crime movie person, but I like that one the most. Uh, what about the nobody trailer had you interested other than Bob Odenkirk? Because that's what made me interested. And then I... And even, okay, so now I'm fanboying, but even the poster looks like a John Wick knockoff, and I love John Wick. So to see Bob Odenkirk in a John Wick knockoff, I'm count me in. Well, that's not fair, because Bob Odenkirk is the reason why I like the trailer. <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of something that uh, Christopher Maloney would be in, like his happy TV show. And I love Christopher Maloney. I'm in love with Christopher Maloney. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Detective Stabler in Law & Order SVU is the best person ever. And so yeah. that's kind of who like kept running through my head when I was watching the trailer. Like it kind of seemed like it was like Bob Odenkirk pretending to be Christopher Maloney, which I found highly entertaining, but it was a really good trailer. I agree. So the, the trailer had gotten a lot of hate because obviously it alludes to John Wick, but it's produced by the same people that produced John Wick. So, you know, take that how you will. But I don't know. I just, why can't we have fun with it? And it gives Bob Odenkirk something other to do than to just either be a lawyer or be the comedic relief. Like, you know, like, gives him some more range. And see, that's another thing I really, there's something very charismatic and likable about Bob Odenkirk that made me really like his character in this, even though it's like a character that you've seen like a million times in action movies. That's what I liked about this trailer. It, it gave me a different feel to it than other trailers that are really similar to this one because his character and the way he portrays him, I really liked him. Yeah. For like an old man who's just punching a bunch of people. I, yeah. I was, I was digging it. <laughs> well, I also concur that nobody was probably the best trailer that we had seen, but a pretty close second was Seder, which is directed by Jordan Graham. And it's kind of like this, 
um I don't even know there's a specific I feel like there should be a specific subgenre that is creepy witchy stuff in the woods you know like because yeah, that's like creature features in the woods is a I feel like it is a genre all on its own thanks to the Blair Witch mm-hmm. yeah I agree um so this follows um a broken family uh that it's taking place in a secluded desolate forest and a supernatural entity who is attempting uh to claim the family um is the i guess i guess i guess is satyr and satyr is this supernatural entity that looked kind of interesting the trailer really didn't show satyr very much but um i don't know i'm intrigued so i think that that was the main thing it was like okay so satyr like a supernatural entity i want to know more like that's that's all that comes out of that trailer is i want to know more it, it's mm-hmm. feels very much like an a24 film in the sense that it gives you literally nothing in the trailer yeah i i like that they didn't show satyr a whole lot in the trailer cuz typically when they show you a lot of the monster in the trailer it's because it's pretty much all you're going to get in the movie yeah and so that's just a very vicious cycle for horror movies. But with this one, I'm hoping that we do see a lot of it in the movie mm-hmm. rather than just waiting until the very end. And then you're like, oh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Because those kinds of movies drive me nuts as well. Like I did not just sit through a whole hour of these guys freaking out over nothing just to see <laughs> the monster once for two minutes and then call it a day. Like that drives me nuts. Yeah, and understandably so, really, because, I mean, you don't want to waste your time with films. And by the way, about the wasting your time with films, it's because a lot of these movies are longer than they should be. Oh, I have a name for it, by the way. It's slow burn like full core. I like that because that implies a new uh, like numerous things, right? It implies that the movie is going to take its time. Even if it's a shorter movie, like Seder actually is, because it's only an hour and 25 minutes. So it's a really fast watch, Um, which is nice, because like I said, a lot of times, uh, you know, you can look at something like Midsummer, which was almost three hours long in the director's cut. And I think it was like two and a half hours long, um, just as a normal film. And that movie, as much as I like it, it dragged its feet. And I don't think that this one's going to do it. And A, it tells you that Seder's a supernatural entity right in the description, which is a little different because normally it's like, ooh, some shit happens in the woods, but it doesn't really tell you what's going on. So the fact that it tells you what's going on means that there's obviously something like deeper than it's just a, a supernatural entity, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah, I mean, at, at least with Midsummer, it it gave you enough to keep you going. Like it, it gave you, it gave you excitement. It gave you the tension. Like shit happened in the movie. They didn't just save it all for the ending, which yeah. is fantastic. Giving the friggin' time run on that movie. <laughs> yeah. But with some movies that are like in the woods, like even with Blair Witch, which is why I don't really like. I don't really like Blair Witch a whole lot because it was just them like getting scared of like shadows and of like essentially nothing happened. They don't give the audience anything to see to get scared of. 
they just have these people are panicking, so I should probably panic too, which doesn't really work for me. And then you get nothing until like the last like couple of minutes or so, and then you're like, that was seriously it. And so I'm hoping it kind of gives you at least glimpse of the monster, like some actual supernatural stuff happening that can actually help it stand out from other hauntings in the woods kind of movies. Yeah, the slow burn folklore horror. Like you can give me the tension if you want. You can give me the uneasiness, but you got to have something to show for it. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting two hours of my time. Yeah. Well, and this one's only an hour and 25 minutes, so... Oh, good. Only I, an hour of my time, then. Yeah, I wouldn't be... That's what <laughs> I was saying. Like, normally, they take forever, but this one tells you, A, that it's a supernatural entity, so there's no skirting around that, whether or not this is a satanic being. Um, yeah. But it also, like, is not only an hour and 25 minutes, so I don't feel like they really have that much time to waste, so... I'm and hoping it kind of just like jumps into the plot right away. Oh, I'm sure. Because oh, well. I mean, it doesn't the, have a whole lot of time for anything else. Yeah. Well, based on the trailer, I don't think they'll do that, but I do think that they'll give you something yeah. to like sink your teeth into, which is nice. Um, the other one that we, um, the other trailer that we watched was for <laughs> PG Gorman. Now, Linda, Ugh. Psycho Gorman. How are you feeling about this? Because I put this, I saw it in passing briefly and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me put it on the list on the show notes. But then I watched it and I was like, I really just put that on the show notes. Uh, Did you ever watch that movie Little Monsters with Fred Savage? No, I didn't. It kind of looked like that. Hmm. Uh, Just kind of a man dressed up as a monster, obviously. And it kind of, I I have a feeling that this movie is going to take place in the 80s. Oh, it kind of almost has to based on the trailer with the 80s synthwave yeah. uh, score. And just, it's, it. the script feels very much reminiscent of something out of the 80s. It, it kind of touches on what like Stranger Things is trying to do, right? And like numerous other things. Uh, yeah, I kind of got, because all, so this trailer, they, like this movie is about siblings who come across an alien monster thing mm-hmm. and they have this like special gem thing that kind of keeps the alien monster thing in their control. But at the same time, like, so, you know, they're kids or it's kind of like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, where they kind of make the skeleton guy their bitch. It's kind of <laughs> what they're doing with this alien. Um, except it's uh, <laughs> it's attracting unwanted attention from other aliens, from what I grasp from the plot. But you can kind of like, the aliens and all the monsters in these movies are very reminiscent of like, typical like 80s monsters that you would get. And also, you don't see any kids with a phone, which is weird these days. Yeah. And like you said, with the synth wave and the way like the caption cards are set up, I have a feeling it's going to be set in the 80s and that it's going to be like just like a good nostalgia movie for like 80s sci-fi family movies. Yeah. So thinking about it now, I don't necessarily hate it it's kind of tacky super goofy but i i think i might actually watch it 
Hmm. You know what it reminds me? You know what the alien reminds me of? What? Ivan Ooze. It reminds me of Ivan Ooze. Who's Ivan Ooze? Uh, did you ever watch the uh, <laughs> Mighty Morphin uh, Power Rangers, the movie <laughs> from 1995? <laughs> I, I literally couldn't stop thinking about it as I was watching the trailer. How do you spell Ivan Ooze? Uh, Ivan Ooze is spelled Ivan, I-V-A-N. Oh and then my Ooze God. Is- I found it. Yeah. Ew, he looks weird. <laughs> Did you not ever watch that movie? No, I didn't watch Power Rangers. I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Transformers, but we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> um, ew, his chin. Why does it look so weird? I know, but doesn't that kind of remind you of... of I don't like it. Psycho Gorman a little bit? Kind like of. He even has that, like... That like angry look on his face. Exactly. I think it was more oh like my God. it was more not is not so much external appearance, although it's kind of vaguely similar. It was more so of like how the character like how how the character like their mannerisms, their like or mannerisms. <laughs> Holy shit. Their <laughs> <laughs> mannerisms. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're both like purple angry dudes I know yeah they they really are which is I think why it reminded me so much of it but um, and that movie I mean yeah it came out in the 90s but it, it felt very much like an 80s film like I mean look at it yeah this is definitely some 80s shit going on so that was <sighs> those were the only three trailers that we had on the, sh- on the, on the show notes um, sorry to disappoint. It's not really, I mean, we could have, I had initially, I had Loki on there, that little like stinger that they had for, for Loki and then a bunch of the different Marvel projects, but I ah, just go watch those yourself. I don't even care. Like <laughs> uh, there's too many of them. I'm not going to even, yeah. that's why we didn't talk about any of the announcements. I don't really care because yeah, it's exciting that we're getting more star Wars and that we're getting um, more Marvel, but you know, uh, there's so much, to talk about in that, that I didn't think it was worth it to spend a whole podcast dedicated to the investor call. So yeah, Yeah, it's okay, but go watch nobody because we love, we love John wick style things and definitely go check out Seder. If you like horror and you like slow burn horror and you like a 24 horror, I feel like that's going to be in your camp. And then psycho Gorman, like, I guess if you, if you want Ivanu's knockoffs and uh, 80s synthwave, like by all means, uh, I don't know that I'll be watching it, but you know what? If it makes you happy, that's that's a win for everyone. I think. Honestly, I I might legitimately watch Psycho Gorman. The more I talk <laughs> about it, the more I kind of no. want to watch it. Because <laughs> no. when I first watched the trailer, I was like, "This is." stupid jared why do you keep putting these movies on here like that one horror movie with the larry monster what the hell but now like the more i'm talking about psycho gorman the more i'm kind of like i i might want to watch this goofy shit yeah see you can criticize me for drinking dr thunder all you want but you're gonna watch psycho gorman so 
Who has the high ground? Me? I'm not drinking Dr. Thunder. Well, we'll leave that up to our audience. Who who do you think has the high ground? Someone who watches uh, Psycho Gorman or someone who drinks Dr. Thunder? Are you team spooky, Linda? Or are you team scary, Jared? That's the important question. There you go. We're going to be well, more popular than team Edward and team Jacob. I, we better be, honestly. <laughs> we're here every week for you. They were only there, what, like five times? I think it was six. Was it six? Whatever. See, you got Twilight, New Moon, uh, Breaking Bad. Nope, no, Breaking Dawn. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Bob Odenkirk. Sorry, I've got Bob Odenkirk on my mind. I don't know. It might have been five. I might be wrong. <laughs> um, okay, well, that concludes the trailer discussion. So... Um, We're going to take another quick break. I know, I know. Breaks, breaks, ads, ads. But really, we just want us us to to remain stable on every platform, which means you have to subscribe to our YouTube and you have to subscribe to our Patreon and you have to do all those things that I tell you to do, Um, like clicking the Buzzsprout link and doing all of that because it really means a lot to us. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's why you have to do that. So do it. Do it. And then- when you come back from doing that, we're going to talk about what you can stream this weekend and also uh, give you our thoughts on um, that new show that came out uh, on Netflix. Linda, did you did you watch that? Did you get around to watching that? What new show? I'm just kidding. We, we're not talking about anything other than what's streaming this weekend. <laughs> I just wanted you to panic a little bit and go, My did I miss God, something? The Dr. Thunder's getting to you, Jared. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies, and we even have some Let's Plays on there. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Lately, we have been heavily focused on our curated horror content. We do have a goal, however, to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 15 away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team here at the borough to be able to reach it by the end of this year. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications in the future when we upload a new video. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Guys, Jared is mean. Um, I was just going to, I don't even think it picked up what you just said, to be honest. Oh, then I'll say it again. Jared's mean. (laughs) I don't think so. Look, we were having a real technical difficulty and then I just played around like for two seconds more and told you I couldn't hear you when I could. Yeah, but we've had so many technical issues in the past. It's not something to joke (laughs) <laughs> whole podcast that just didn't get recorded oh, i would have been so pissed <laughs> yeah i i think i would cry probably yeah okay well ignore what she said about me while i eat my apple <laughs> and i <laughs> i'm going to tell you now what to stream this weekend um so there's really not much, let me be honest. Uh, we have I'm Your Woman on Amazon Prime. It's set in the 1970s, and um, it's directed by filmmaker Julia Hart, and it's a mafia drama that focuses 
the attention on a character who is often a side note in the genre, the mobster's wife. Um, that wife in this show is played by uh, Rachel Brosnahan, um, who you might recognize from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, a woman on the run after a betrayal. So that sounds interesting, right? Like we're getting finally, finally a show that really just focuses on the side character um, in like most mafia dramas, which is like the wife character. Like you saw it in the Irishman and that's pretty modern. You saw it in the Sopranos. Like, I mean, literally everywhere, like scattered all over the genre are these characters that could be written so well and don't often get the time to really, to really shine and show them, show the audience, show the viewer their true colors and kind of give that context of why they're married to a mafia man. And, you know, I don't know. It just seems like an interesting concept for a show. And then the other one that we have on Disney plus is called on point. And, uh, it's another youth ballet show. Um, but it's six episodes follow students at the elite school of American ballet in New York city as they prepare to dance the nutcracker at Lincoln center. And that's on Disney plus. And uh, that's all you got. <laughs> I mean, really is, yeah. I mean, I don't know which one I would go. Well, I do know which one I would go for. I'd definitely go for I'm your woman. But uh, if you like youth dance shows, I guess you can watch on point. But um, I think there's like a billion other things that you could be doing other than <laughs> giving Disney plus more of your time. But just my opinion. Wow. Okay. So we're still going to be, we're still going to be a little, a little bitter, I see. Oh, I thought you were just going to call me a little bitch. Right there. <laughs> I, was, I was prepared for it. Oh my god. Okay, it's not... <laughs> I don't call people little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so not me. <laughs> no, I was... Isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure you've called me that before. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. sure you've used the phrase Jared stop being a little bitch about this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've called every single one of my friends a little bitch at some point. <laughs> Don't try and lie about that. I caught you. Like, I'm pretty sure I've called Lena. <laughs> I, I don't call people little bitches. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't. No, I am so nice. I am so nice to you, Jared, compared to how I am with some people. (laughs) It's because I have trauma. No, that is so not why. But are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so ill That There was so much ill intent behind that. Behind that. Uh, That gesture. That was a fake gesture gonna think i'm so mean now they're like oh this girl's a dick like i don't want to listen to her anymore (laughs) people are gonna think i'm a mean person and i'm not mean people think i'm mean so it's okay you are mean i'm not mean you're kind of i'm mean to disney and disney only okay but disney deserves it see my point a little bitch Disney is a little bitch. Um, I'm never going to get screeners for anything Disney ever. I'll I'll request like a screener for the like, like I'll be like, hey, Disney, you know, hit me up with that copy of like Soul. And uh, they're going to be like, "Uh, really? 
because you have an episode on your podcast titled Disney is Truly Awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, we're not going to do that. And, okay, I feel okay, like right. it's their problem. They're going to be so vindictive about it. What we yeah. give is constructive criticism, like how mm-hmm. they need to do better in every single aspect of their platform. I mean, we do that, but I feel like I also go the extra mile and... Um, to be helpful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess to be helpful, but also I because I'm just generally upset with them. But Well, I mean, honestly, with all the crap they pulled. Yeah, and that's not... We're not even going to get into that because that'll send me off on a one path. Time, one time after we spent like an entire podcast complaining about Disney, I actually called my dad and like had an argument with him about Disney too. I was like, dad, they're bad people. And he's like, yeah, but you need to consider this, this. And I was like, dad, they did this and this though. They're bad. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I so I agree that, yeah, you got to look at both sides, but also like there are some things that are just inexplainable and indefensible. And they do a lot of those things that are indefensible. So they have the money to do whatever they want and they've decided to do what they're doing, which isn't very great. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, but but, something I did want to mention too. Um, what are we doing next week for our podcast? <laughs> what can our listeners expect from us on Christmas? What I would like to do is since news is pretty light, I want to do I want to do something cool for Christmas for our Christmas episode. Especially since it's one of our last ones of the year, you know, and it's a special holiday. It's like one of the biggest holidays of the year. I want to do a Christmas podcast where we talk about anything Christmassy, like Christmas movies, whether it be horror, any other genre or TV shows. I have even started a list where I'm going the extra mile and letting them know what streaming platform that they can find it on. And just telling you guys what you can watch that's very Christmassy for the Christmassy season. That is a brilliant idea. Uh, writing uh, some some lists out already. I have not yeah. done that. So as where you haven't done your Christmas shopping, I haven't done my movie shopping. See, I care more about... <laughs> I care about the people I love. I am going to get them Christmas presents. But my focus right now has just been like on like what we give you guys on our podcasts. I've been like very dedicated to work lately, which is why I've been so, so, so stressed out lately. Uh, but in a good way when it comes to the podcast. But yeah, I want to let you guys know what you can watch that's Christmas themed, whether it be a horror movie, like comedy, TV show, what it be, and where you can find it to watch it. That is very helpful. Thank you. I'm getting better at this whole podcasting thing. You are getting better at it. <laughs> I am also getting better at it. So yeah, we're constantly so improving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we just, uh, we're not gonna, I mean, if something big, ha- you know, honestly, guys, I don't know what's gonna happen on the podcast next week outside of the fact that, yeah, we are going to give you some recommendations. We're probably going to talk about some of our favorites, um, favorite Christmas movies and TV shows and things of that nature. We'll probably get into an argument on whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not. It is. Stuff like that. 
What did you say? It is. Okay. Okay. Well, then we probably aren't going to get into an argument about that because we agree. <laughs> so Jared has um, no faith in me, guys. I get into an argument about that with literally everyone else. So I just assumed. It's a Christmas movie. It takes place around Christmas. And it, it's very widely regarded as a Christmas movie. I mean, <laughs> I find it to be like a Christmas action. It's something for your dad to watch while he's sleeping on the couch after eating cheesecake. You know, you know, I think my favorite Christmas movie um, in recent years uh, was Jay Baruchel's Random Acts of Violence. Shut up. I mean, not <laughs> shut up, but oh my God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does that give you horrible taste in movies, that also makes you a dirty freaking liar. <laughs> I will not have that on this podcast. I just remember that movie. I was like thinking about like, oh, what have I seen this year that's been horror Christmas related? I was like, I'm, I swear there was something. There was something. And then I remembered that movie and I was like, ah, oh, yes. That you mean the movie that's supposed to be feminist despite killing all the females? Yeah, that one. Like Ogie, you mean the movie that's supposed to be the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it doesn't even level halfway close to it? Oh, I don't even think it levels a quarter of the way to that. Um, It doesn't even level towards the Texas Chainsaw movie that just came out. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. I know. He was so impressed with his little film, and it just wasn't good. I feel sorry for him. I love Jay Baruchel. I love his comedy movies. They're some of my favorite. He just needs to stay in his lane and do what he does best. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as 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 she did on that one. I think it's good to branch out. Um, and I, I think you would agree too. But I just don't think it worked this time for him at all. It didn't. I mean, if he wants to explore, he can. He just needs to know what he's doing. How about that? Yes, yes. That's, yeah, mm-hmm doesn't help that he hasn't really directed anything before and that was that was yeah interesting um but yeah no so you can expect a lot of christmas talk on the next week's episode we may or may not do a news bit um or talk about the news anyway i might do a news bit anyway just to get you quick up to speed um i don't know when that podcast is releasing i'm gonna guess it's either gonna release on christmas eve or it's gonna release on christmas day um haven't really figured that one out yet Logistics, logistics, schmatistics. We're not going to talk about random acts of violence next week, are we? No. You're not going to make me do that, are you? No, I'm not going to make you do that. (laughs) I I think I've said all that I can possibly say about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have too. So, no, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make you talk about that. Um, We'll talk about. Fight with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, we'll talk about fun things next week. So I highly encourage you follow all of our uh, podcast feeds on iTunes. You can follow our podcast feeds on the website even, or um, my favorite is Spotify. You can follow us there to get all the latest episodes. The podcasts release weekly and they release on Fridays. Now, I ran a little experiment last week. I don't know if you noticed, Linda, but I released it on Friday at 11 a.m. instead of 4 p.m. And oh. something interesting happened. Uh, when I released it at 11 a.m., it didn't actually load onto the podcast feeds until um, until about 2-something, I think, is when they, they went up. 
Um, it was on my website, of course, because I post that directly. But um, I think there's a little bit of a lag, a little bit of delay in posting. So I'm going to, from here on out, post it at 11 a.m. So if you're lucky and your podcast feed loads, it'll load right away. If not, you can probably still find it at 4 p.m. So there's a little interesting news bit for for the day on that. But always Fridays and sometime between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., you'll be able to download the podcast. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know if you had caught that or not, so I figured I probably should inform you that that happened also. Yeah, no, I I did not realize that. I usually don't watch or don't watch. I don't really listen to our podcasts until like sometime in the late afternoon, early evening. Because that's usually when I'm driving around, whether it's to slash from work, picking lane up, whatever. But I like listening to our podcasts while I'm in the car. Yeah, I do too. Um because I also listen to them and I listen to them for quality purposes, not because I like to hear myself talk. Okay. I, I kind of like, like to hear myself talk. Yeah. You mean, uh, you know what? Shameless plug. I like listening to my own podcasts. I think that's I mean, good. I, mean, I think it's healthy know. because it shows everyone and ourselves that we also care about it and care about the quality. And yeah. when I fuck up on editing, I apologize. Like the first episode when we came back, when I was editing on my computer and there was a weird, weird, in, or, um, it was, yeah, it was an intro to, I think the second section. So I think we were diving into the news at that point and the way that the audio transitioned, I cringed. <laughs> now I didn't go back and fix it, but I do care enough to listen to it so I can make sure that I'm not screwing up for next time. I think it also shows that we feel that the podcast is worth our own time, not only to just record, you know, whatever we want, but also enough for us to take time out of our day to actually like listen to it and enjoy what we like talk about. Yeah. Because if it's something that I don't really care about, of course, I'm not going to like watch it or listen to it after I just got done doing it. Like, I don't know. I, I like, I I even did that with our with our videos when we were doing reviews. I would always watch it, and then like whoever was with me, I'd be like, "You want to watch this with me?" It's it stars me and my <laughs> friend, <laughs> so we'd always watch it. I I I like the content we put out. I do too, and it's only gotten better, which is yeah. which is a good thing. And uh, yeah, no, I I cannot wait for next week to talk about some Christmas, and. Yeah. Until then, everyone, I think that's going to be sayonara for the Into the Burrow podcast team here. So everyone stay safe. If you're traveling, you know, make sure that you're not being dumb when you travel and make sure you're following guidelines and you're wearing a mask. Otherwise, stay safe. Do your Christmas shopping early, unlike some people. And I will see you in the next episode. She might want to respond to that. But that is all from me. Goodbye. Oh, oh look, look, in the, look in the chat. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like it was... Uh, did you... Okay, real quick. Uh, Owen Wilson in the Loki trailer. I think that's what wow. I wanted. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all from me. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. See ya.